0: Hello, I'm Jules.
1: Hello, I'm Sarah.
0: It feels weird in this location, doesn't it? Do you know
1: it does? Now, dear Portsloo crew, normally, as you know, the production values on Jules and Sarah are very high. Very, very high we've recorded in the car. Yes. Um. Also, I feel like we recorded on a train, but I don't think we did. I think we just We've recorded
2: in it. my spray tan
1: Yes, we did. We have done podcasts from there and just generally on each other's bedroom floors. Yes. But today, Portsloo crew, we have moved through... Jules's front room.
2: And the sofa bed's out. The
1: sofa bed's out. We're really lounging. We're really luxuriating. We'd invite you to do the same, dear listener. If you can, if you can recline, do. Um, but consequently, we're kind of at the front of the house, which is on the road. So there may be-
2: Passing well, by. Yeah, passing by. A few school deliveries,
1: run. school runs, people walking past chatting. That might be quite fun. Snippets of conversation.
2: Just a heads Yeah, up. that
1: sort of thing. Maybe, you know, the odd calling voice. Peter, don't put it in the van like that, sort of thing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and welcome, Stools and Sarah, the podcast. Welcome,
1: <laughs> you absolutely gorgeous thing, you. Um, I'm in such a good mood, like the sun's shining. Which, which is like... ironic
2: considering what happened again.
1: Oh, yes, yes, we should explain this. We arranged to record the podcast today. Yes. Um, and I thought I'd said, we'll do it at yours, darling. And
2: I had presumed... I was coming to you.
1: Yes, so I arrived at Jules's and gave the door a little tap, tap, tap and I was trying to listen. I was trying to listen in to like hear if you were in there. And I thought I heard hoovering. And I was like, oh, "It's maybe definitely it's not... not me." <laughs> well, I thought it was unusual. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, maybe he's maybe he's putting the hoover round and he can't hear me bratta. tap tatting."
2: that's such a mum thing. I know.
1: And then you know when you you know as well when you knock on the door or you ring somebody's doorbell and they don't come and you don't want to be that person who's like meh, 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 when you think I'm coming. I'm well, on my what way. do I do for a
2: living? I yeah. have to get over that. <laughs> (laughs) Very early. If they weren't there in a minute, I'm going again and then I'll text.
1: (laughs) But you know, when you have that moment, you don't want to harass people or somebody's. you know, if they're in the bathroom or whatever. So then I left it a little while and I thought, no, no, I'm confident now I can go again. Rat-a-tat-tat. Still no answer. And at that point I rang you and you were like, I'm in an Uber. I'm just round the corner. So I thought, fine, he's been out and about. And then I explained that I've been trying to hear you and you were like, well, how would I get in? And I thought, oh, I see what's happened here. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> I, I was like, I well. don't
2: have a key. Uh, I've asked for one many yes, a time, but he's never given this me one. This is
1: another good example of when it would be good to have e- a key to each other's flat. Um, but I took—I had quite a nice time. You had to tell the, uh, the Uber to turn it around. To
2: turn it around, yes. I reprogrammed yeah. it yeah, and uh, yeah. it actually all worked out. I'm
1: sure he was delighted. He, yes, he, I think he was.
2: He rubbed yeah. his hands together.
1: Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, but I took myself off around the corner to a charming little cafe um, where they had the giant Florentines.
2: Now I literally, I don't know if dear listener, you ever buy your mate a Florentine or a cake or anything. Yeah. And it, like, it's not something I do, but it's something I'm going to start doing because the thought oh. of you giving me a Florentine, it just made me be like, oh, that's so nice. I just felt so loved.
1: Turning up at somebody's house with a bit of something, a bit of cake. A little nibbly nibbly, nobody's ever gonna be disappointed. No, no, I don't fancy it ever, ever. And also the best thing is, if you turn up at somebody's house with a little something, something, you can have some That's true. That's I mean really, I mean let's be transparent here. That is That's what was going on. But I had a lovely I had a cup of tea and I had a very little very, very little but very satisfactory. It was coconut and it was in like um, like a pastry, a flaky pastry tart. So you know, that like,
2: sounds messy. It,
1: do you know it held it? It held it so really. Oh yeah, no, it. Really that held sounds its like something together. I'd find
2: in my beard in yeah. four hours.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it had a glacé cherry on top, which is always Fun. welcome. A glacé cherry on anything. I love a
2: glacé cherry. I did. You,
1: you used to eat them straight from the pot when you were little.
2: I would still do it now. Yeah, I would. love them. Yeah. Like, and if something's got a glacé cherry in, I'll always lean that way.
1: Yes. Absolutely. and um, that's adds I mean, moisture. It's the reason I fell in love with the uh, Mr Kipling Cherry Bakewell. It's the reason I, I went for it in the first place. I understand. God, I love Mr Kipling. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> really fancy Mr. Kipling.
2: <laughs> what do you think he looks like? Do you know what oh, he looks no, like? I think
1: he's about a hundred, isn't he? With I imagine him with Shall a twiddly, I Google? Yeah, Google No, I don't know, I don't know, I don't want to know. I, I want to the, know. Alright, you have a look at him. But I imagine him sort of do you know who I imagine him to look like? The KFC Colonel. Oh
2: really? Yeah, I imagine
1: him to look a bit like him, quite esteemed, with a twiddly little moustache and the bit of sort of goatee beard and and glasses and i imagine to have him to have a very very lovely cardigan on mr kipling what have you found i don't do i want to know am i spot on
2: (laughs) i don't know if this is him who made the cakes but i've just if you're trying to google it's mr kipling person don't just google mr kipling you'll get bakewells coming out of it every orifice oh no no, that's Rudyard kipling
1: Of course, <laughs> the other, the lesser-known Mr. Kipling. <laughs> Still, Rudyard. I thought you
2: looked distinguished for a baker. Oh
1: my God. <laughs> Yeah, so I actually had quite a lovely time. Well, that's nice. um, I've had a real morning of it. I've been
2: spray tanning for the Brits, haven't I? And it never
1: ends, the Brits.
2: trying to go into Radio 2 to do spray tans for presenters who work there is jokes because there's loads of people outside and I'm scurrying in with my kit. And at the moment, my (laughs) kit suitcase. You know the squeaky wheel. Yes. And the squeaky wheel, I've just, I've had it. (laughs) And usually you don't hear the squeaky wheel because I'm just out of a car boot and into said property. Yeah. As I'm walking through Radio (laughs) (laughs)
1: Two, showing me up again. (laughs) People looking up.
2: So then I had to set up.
1: Cases are loud. I've never had a suitcase. You know, when you're just pulling it along anywhere, like down the pavement and everything, they're always.
2: Oh, you want to get Samsonite Smooth Glide?
1: Oh, really? Yeah. No,
2: that's not kit case. My kit case is M&S. Okay, sure get to radio two and i'm setting up there's been some sort of confusion with meeting rooms and i'm setting up in a disabled loo which is you know Classic. that's the glamour of yeah, my life yeah,
1: yeah
2: um and of course office managers get involved i have to be moved around the building I'm
1: <laughs> <packing> <laughs> <kids>. <laughs>
2: yeah made joe wiley carry me ten i was like <laughs> yeah. you're moving me around
1: <laughs> you can earn this <laughs> and
2: then we had to do it in a room full of hard hats which i really enjoyed oh the contrast was that's amazing
1: hilarious that is a what were they all for? Props.
2: No, 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 no. Under like,
1: construction. <laughs> it was like a <laughs> Somebody drilling in the background.
2: Don't worry, Joe, we'll just get this done carry in no on, time. Carry on.
1: Sorry, love. Carry on, carry on. I won't look.
2: <laughs> Honestly, my life is so not oh glamorous. God.
1: Honestly, builders in the background. I've told you the story about the man up the ladder with John. What? No. Oh my gosh, this is one of my favourite stories. So John... John, I can't remember where he was working. This was years and years ago. But he went in and there was like, um, you know, it was quite open plan for an office and there was like a kitchen area. And he saw somebody he knew, right? And it was this girl. And he was like, oh, nice to see you. And she was quite upset. Something had happened. You know what I mean? She was having a bit of a moment, bless her. And she was really pouring her heart out. And John, about halfway through her, you know, she was really sort of opening up. He looked up to see that there there was a ladder, right, positioned going up into the ceiling. One of the tiles had been removed and standing on the ladder with just these two legs. And it was obviously this guy who could hear that this girl was having a moment, but he couldn't come down. (laughs) To
2: interrupt. To
1: interrupt. So he just had to stand there. And John was like, Talking to this girl and trying to comfort her. And there was just this pair of legs
2: sticking down from just the ceiling. Sticking
1: down, then. this poor guy couldn't go up and couldn't come down. And in the end, John just said, he just went, ahem, <laughs> this. And John, to this day, has never seen above the knee <laughs> on that man on the ladder. <laughs> that brilliant
2: oh my god that's oh so oh my god good. i love that
1: story i absolutely love it going up through <laughs> the ceiling tiles and being stuck up there oh no uh,
2: i like the image of john oh john's gosh. eyes going up the ladder and seeing the boots and legs
1: yeah i know that's it noticing them halfway through oh, and seeing that there's oh, somebody no. up there listening to every single <laughs> word <laughs> oh my gosh um will we do a bit of correspondence
0: let's
1: Now I've had, and this is new, I've had a charming email. That's right, email. Not DM, not tweet, not Facebook. An actual live email. Um, and this has come in and you are gonna love her name. This has come in from Missy Scanlon. Oh. Missy Scanlon. And this is what it's, and the subject is, you are awesome. Hello, Sarah. Just a quick note to you and Jules. You are awesome. So funny and upbeat. I'm a preschool teacher in the Chicago area and mom of one teenager. I stumbled upon your podcast somehow and I love to listen to you both after a long day. Nineteen toddlers and one teen daughter can be a bit draining. I bet. I appreciate you both. Please keep bringing light and laughter into the world, and that is from Missy.
2: That so, is so Hello, nice.
1: Hello, Missy. And Hi, like, Missy. What oh, I'm lovely imagine! I'm just there, I'm just working away. Suddenly, an email pops up. You are awesome. You put the
2: abacus down, and <laughs> yeah, you just yeah. literally focus.
1: <laughs> Samantha, stop dictating. Look at this. <laughs> Oh, my gosh.
2: I've had a really lovely DM, actually, and I'm not going to say the name of it because it's quite personal. Sure. Um,
1: You can remain anonymous, Portslu Crew. You can.
2: Hi, Jules. I know the chances of you seeing this are slim, but me just sending you and Sarah Love through telepathic airways doesn't seem to be enough anymore. I've had a horrendous time lately. Boo to university flatmate bullies. I'm finally deciding I couldn't handle being in an awful environment any longer, and I'm on the train back to my family home. I was awfully deflated and lonely. But I remember the glory that is Wobble and that 30 minutes of you and Sarah's first episode was so gloriously heartwarming that it completely changed my spirit. I listen to your podcast religiously and think it's so empowering to see uh, the love you're putting back into the world. Oh. Thank you for embracing your listeners and to sharing things that are not so simple to share. You truly are outstandingly beautiful human beings. Thank you again for um, and sending you all the best thoughts. Here's to embracing the Wobbles.
1: Absolutely. Oh my gosh. And I just want to say, actually, I had a rubbish time, not through bullies actually, but I had a rubbish time in my first year of university and I went home nearly every weekend. Like I I really, I couldn't get into it. I couldn't really seem to meet people and, and, you know, and I was super homesick. And I just want to say that I got into second year and I had the best time. Yeah. I had the, I had a really rough first year but second and third year were absolutely like beyond imaginable Brilliance, like they were just amazing. So, hang in there, babes. And also,
2: like, try and think of it like you don't live with them, your stuff is just in that room, yeah, where in that house and you don't
1: have to live with them next year, yeah. Do you know what I mean? You don't, you can just find new people, you can take yourself off. So, yeah, oh, love sending you all the love. You've got that. this, you've got this, babe. And you can get in touch any time. Why not email?
2: You can email. You can DM. You can write us letters. Yes. Love the letters. We
1: love the letters. And the po- yes, the PO box has been uh, just a little bit quieter. Scattering dust, actually. You know, actually. And uh, so, yes, please, please, if you've been thinking about writing to us, will you please write to us? Because we'd love that. And we, we keep really. every single we letter. Keep every letter, every postcard, every tasteless magnet that you have ever sent us. We've got letters. No. Postcards. Let's revive postcards. Yeah,
2: we, yeah, back in the day, like we used to get really disgusting, disturbing yeah. postcards from
1: where you are. Yeah, to show us where you are. So please, please do get in touch. We'd love that. Yeah, we'd we'll love that. We'll give the address out at the end. Um, how is Sheila?
2: She's in a real mess. Oh, she's in a real she's mess. Like
1: drama after drama. Oh my god, shit. the drama
2: is never ending. Yeah. So Sheila is going through a technological upgrade i has I'm
1: worried for her. She
2: is going in... She's moving As into... iPhone. the iP-
1: internet wasn't enough. <laughs> she's
2: moving into iPhone 8. She's been into the phone shop yeah. and got it sorted. Can I
1: just say that the phone shop will always remind me of that man. He
2: yelling. Yelling. At Ken. It comes,
1: yes, comes in every single morning to yell at the people in that phone shop.
2: And Ken didn't know what to do. No. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah.
2: So, um, <laughs> Sheila got her new phone, got home. Now, the new phone yeah. does not have any of her apps yeah so she phoned me to say i haven't been able to check instagram i haven't been able to check whatsapp because the iclouds haven't downloaded it properly it's not synced
1: oh how annoying
2: but contacts of hers haven't synced either brilliant now sadly sheila has had some bad news come through from one of from a number that somebody's mother has passed away
1: Oh.
2: Sheila said... I spoke to her yesterday and she said, I didn't know what to do no. because the number came through but I didn't know who it was. And so she's like, I can't work out who it is. And it's not
1: the appropriate reply to go, sorry, I haven't got this number saved, do is it?
2: So I said, well... Did you screen Sheila? grab it? I don't know how to screen grab. No. Did you write the number down? No. Is the message still there on your phone? No. Why is it's the You can't there? find it now. Oh
1: my gosh, Sheila. Sheila. So,
2: um.
1: She's actually
2: ring round. No, we're having to ask round on the slide if everyone's all right. <laughs> <laughs> but I said, what's going to happen is she's going to get invited to someone's funeral and go and not know who it is.
1: No, when the funeral, do people send funeral invites? Is that a thing?
2: Well, it's passed right, around.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, then it'll all become. Yeah, clear. but no, but it could be
2: like the funerals on Thursday at this church at two thirty.
1: Oh, so going to a mystery funeral, you won't know till you get there. She'll have to ring the church. She'll have to ring. Her it could head. be a horrible and can shock. Can I just confirm whose funeral <laughs> this is? <laughs>
2: It's a real pickle for us. Oh my gosh, her. that
1: is, what a mess. What of a mess. all the times to upgrade, so, of all the nights to do it.
2: Well, I tried to expect I tried, I was trying to explain to her to put, how to put a phone on speaker so I could talk her through trying to work it out on the yeah. phone. Yeah, oh Come Not happening, not, not happening. Chance. So I'm seeing Sheila at the weekend, so I said we'll do a quick, I'll just do a quick vet a bit. Yeah, we'll and get we'll to it. we'll work out who's died.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh that's too much isn't it funeral invites though seriously like do you get them through the post no i think it's the a, word goes no round? it's
2: not time well no. it depends what faith you are really yes yeah, so i
1: suppose it does yeah if you've got a quick turnaround there I quite like the idea of a chic invite to my funeral. Yeah, but
2: it out. means you're sat in a fridge waiting for it to go out. Yeah, but It's I usually via text or phone, isn't it? Yeah, People, but it's I, word I of like mouth. the
1: idea of, you know, like a wedding invite. I like the idea of a funeral invite. I might get one of those, you know, those cards that you open and the poof <laughs> confetti comes out at you. Maybe we'll do that. She's dead! <laughs> <laughs>
2: um you better get designing them though so it's all set yeah it's
1: all ready to go so all it needs yeah. is the button
2: needs pressing i'll send you
1: a pdf to that'd like be great this to print immediately
2: <laughs> i know just what to do
1: yes
2: <laughs> how's june
1: well i've just actually come from june June's oh. traveled down. june is in london town london needed june and june i came. thought there was
2: like there yeah. was something in the air. Yeah, I
1: know what you mean. It's the carpet. It's the huge litter pick that's happened. As they knew she was coming, um. But I've come from her. So you know June. You know June's got a cataract. Mm-hmm. Nan's got one as well. Same I. Can oh, you bear it? They've contagious. got matching. They've got matching cataracts. No, they haven't caught it from each other. It's coincidence. But apparently, yeah. If you get that, um, you've got a weakness in one eye
2: it'll be you next but,
1: well do you know i said that's exactly what i said i thought great i'm gonna have one of those go. now i'm gonna yeah. get a flipping cataract now but yeah so mum's going in to have hers done and she's going to see what it's like and if nan fancies it nan's gonna go and get her done i said you should go in together but i will go on free yeah, and also
2: have lunch after and make a day of it yeah two for one that's what we used to do with sti checks
1: <laughs> God. <laughs> anyway, she was saying. She said um, she had a bit of a nightmare over the weekend. She was telling us this. Basically, she decided to use all the Stilton that she's had in the freezer from Christmas. Right? How
2: does she defrost cheese?
1: I think you just leave it on the side. Let it. You know. I've got a
2: wheel of Port Salut in the freezer from alive.
1: Just stick it out overnight. I would in the sink. Let it just do its thing.
2: Do its thing. Yeah. Fester. I mean, well,
1: I don't, I wouldn't. How else are you going to micro? How else, no, you can't no. microwave it. Away, how else are you going to defrost it?
2: I don't know.
1: Yeah.
2: But I was just, it goes yeah. curious. Yeah,
1: I'll find out. I'll ask her. June, she's listening. June, how do you go about And defrosting? how was the texture
2: post defrost? Yeah,
1: I don't know. Don't know. But she said it was fine. Anyway, she defrosted it um, because she noticed that the date was up in March. So she thought, right, I better get on with it. And she had a load of turkey stock also in the freezer, so she bought loads of broccoli. And she thought, right, I'll make broccoli and Stilton soup. Anyway, as she was cooking it, she had a bit of, <laughs> she had a bit of a moment. She fancied a little flare She thought she'd take a risk, go off piste, and chucked a load of uh, lentils in it just to bulk it up a bit, make it go a bit further. Anyway, so <laughs> she said she couldn't believe it. She said it was thick as wallpaper paste.
2: No. (laughs) She
1: said it was the lentils. Something happened. Something scientific. Some sort of osmosis. On impact and it just went woof like this. So she had to keep thinning it down, thinning it down, adding water, adding water, getting it going, getting it going. And um and by the end of it, she said she had enough to feed a hundred people. Anyway, she gave. What it was to she dad. cooking? a
2: stew? No,
1: she's making a stilton. <laughs> I love it. The story's been going on. You're like, what? She's making broccoli and stilton soup.
2: Oh, you she's should not be able to spread soup. soup. <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> she- Oh, she was making this soup. Anyway, she thinned it down, thinned it down. Oh, Dad June. Dad tried it. Dad doesn't like it. She says it's all got to go in a bin bag and get rid of it. She said it's just been one thing after another. She said, honestly, you could, she said you could grout tiles with it.
2: Oh, that's time you'll yes. never get back <laughs> June, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's
2: disappointing.
1: <laughs> um, shall we do a bit of news from the north? Oh,
2: let what do you want, brass bands or life-size cakes?
1: Oh, I think I want life-size cakes.
2: Understandable. Life-size cake. Oh, this one comes from the Shropshire Star. Oh, nice. Life-size cakes of Harry and Meghan to go on display.
1: Fantastic.
2: A life-size cake model of the Duke and Duchess of Sussex will go on display at a baking show in Birmingham.
1: Fantastic.
2: Lara Mason from nearby Brown Hill spent more than 250 hours crafting the cake which weighs in at nearly 20 stone.
1: Good heavens. 20 bit
2: like, stone! A bit like June soup! <laughs> yeah!
1: <laughs> I thought you were going to say a bit like June! I thought be on!
2: Um, it will be among the pieces on display at Cake International and the National Exhibition Centre from Friday. The cake will, was made from 300 eggs and 50 <gasps> kilograms of fondant icing. How
1: has she got the oven?
2: And was covered with chocolate ganache with everything edible apart from the frames frames
1: <laughs> well i suppose they've got to put it on something haven't they they've got to pack the cake well no
2: it's free it. it's freestanding oh my
1: god it's so accurate look at that do you know if i walk past that i mean it could be harry and megan that is amazing imagine if, if this the hair. but
2: imagine if this was annika rice's leg i could have eaten annika rice
1: <laughs> <laughs> there would be something weird about biting megan's ankle
2: there. Oh, I'd have a nibble.
1: Yeah, I cut three hundred eggs.
2: Miss Mason is no stranger to baking at uh, Royals, having made a replica of <laughs> Prince George in the past. <laughs> I'd, like to know, I'd like to know the thought process on the run up to this. I know what's going to fill my time: baking Harry and Meghan. That's going to really smash out this week, actually. <laughs> She's no stranger <laughs> to baking. Having previously. I'll read it again for you. (laughs) (laughs) Miss Mason is no stranger to baking royals, having made a replica of Prince George in the past.
1: (laughs) Oh God, it's superb. (laughs) i've done prince george quite small there i've mastered him why not let's go for it
2: i wonder if there was a point oh my gosh i wonder if there was a point where she really um where she really regretted embarking on this yes yeah i wonder if she got to like harry's crotch and thought oh god God, what have i done (laughs) what a waste of time does
1: it say what sponge it was
2: no but she said the cake is enough to feed 500 people
1: It's astonishing 250
2: if they're like you and me,
1: yes, <laughs> that is amazing. Honestly, we'll, do you know what <laughs> Harry we'll,
2: looks like a rugby player?
1: Yeah, he does. <laughs> I just look at Megan's hair, that can't be cake. Is that icing?
2: Yes, it's fondant.
1: I, mean, it crew. I know we're making a big deal of this, and you, we will we'll put, put it the on kitchen. the Instagram, yeah, we will. Because even, like, her coat, like, the belt of her coat looks amazing.
2: Yes, but from this, she must have carved it like a sculpture. Yeah. She must have dyed it and then carved into it. Unless she's painted it, actually. I'm
1: overwhelmed. Yeah, she might have painted it. They do that on Bake Off, don't they? Put the creases in. But it's Mm. incredible. She's done very, very well there. Very, very well indeed. Um...
2: I wouldn't be happy if I was Megan, though.
1: Oh, no. I mean, it's not flattering, but it's good. <laughs> it's impressive. I'd love to
2: be made out of cake.
1: Um, now, this has come in from North Wales Live. UFO investigators believe m- mysterious blue light was alien warning, but this is what you thought it was. From UFOs to lightning, everyone has a theory about the strange occurrence was. And here's a few of yours. People across North Wales have been baffled over a mysterious blue light which flashed across the sky. Last week, North Wales Live reported about the strange occurrence which was captured on camera in the early morning and still remains a topic of mystery. The phenomenon was recorded as a member of Haywarden-based National Police Air Service who was travelling towards Northop On the A55 at around 6.30 a.m. It's said to have temporarily turned the dark morning sky bright blue and was later confirmed by a number of amazed witnesses who took to social media to express their confusion. The phenomenon has also witnessed in the same area a few years ago by Susan Elskerry, a retired hotelier who lives in (laughs) mould. She, she lives in mould she lives in mould she was travelling with a friend from Broughton towards Haywarden at around 11pm sometime between May 2016 and May 2017
2: As vague. It's vague very As broad how long was her journey
1: <laughs> when she couldn't even a month (laughs) when she saw the night sky turn electric blue it was completely dark and suddenly the whole sky turned blue she told north west north wales live i couldn't believe it i'd never seen anything like it before i can only describe it as a huge explosion but there was no sound at all it was completely silent it definitely wasn't lightning it wasn't that kind of night i expected to see reports of a huge power plant explosion the next day but there was nothing Someone else must have seen it. After the story broke, one reader critically commented that the truth is out there. So what could the cause of the weird flash really be? Russ Kellett, a UFO investigator who has spent more than three decades probing the Berwyn Mountains incident in 1974, believes the latest flash was a warning from extraterrestrial life. The theorist, who is convinced a secret alien base lies beneath the North Wales coast said, I think the light is probably connected to the underground base. I don't know what it was, but it could have been a UFO that came down, something that landed in the area, or even something that was brought to the area. I've not had any reports of any UFO sighting since the flash, which is very strange, but it could be a precursor for something that's about to happen. Something like a mass sighting, or maybe something is preparing to land. We've not had any landings for a while, so it'd be good to know if anyone sees anything. I would urge people to keep a lookout and contact me on BritishUFOHunters.com with any sightings.
2: I enjoyed the word of, the use of the word probing.
1: Yes, well, it's very, very common when talking about extraterrestrial life, isn't it? To probe. They always probe. I probe, you probe, we probe. <laughs> now, Jules, do you want to play the game? Yes! Well... Let me get the timer. Okay, Jules. Yes. This week, you have 20 seconds to name as many items of clothing as you possibly can. Go
2: socks, trousers, pants, t shirt, long sleeve t shirt, fleece, um, <laughs> leather jackets, coats, uh, hijabs. Um, oh, la, 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 jumpers, uh, shirts, uh, dress, mini skirt, petticoat. <laughs>
1: um. And that's <laughs> it. <laughs> Enjoyed petticoat a lot. <laughs> Nineteen. Nineteen, darling. Absolutely Is that a new best? Phenomenal. Well, it's neck and neck with your other best. With my breakfast. Yes, that's it. No, no, no. Breakfast was fourteen. The holiday suitcase, suitcase you did get to at nineteen.
2: Yes. yes,
1: very, 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 very impressive. I didn't
2: even get onto headwear. No,
1: I know. Hat. You're wearing one.
2: <laughs> Hat. Fascinator. Yeah. We,
1: maybe we'll do hats Helmet. another time. Hats might be another time.
2: I need. I need some research.
1: Yeah. Well. Some
2: proper name. Okay.
1: Fine. Sure. Uh, the flat one. <laughs> um, uh, your pork pie. Dear stalker. <laughs> we absolutely oh, fedora. We adore you for listening. We love it. Please write to us. Like we said earlier, we'd love that. The address is...
2: The Portsloo Crew HQ. PO Box. six six seven four seven
1: London. W. 5. 9. G. H. Very good. And would you always finish, of course, on Jules's word or affirmation of the week? What have you gone for? Word. Oh, fun.
2: Uh, let me just get it. I wrote it down the other day when I was at brunch. And now it's a foreign word.
1: Oh, we're branching out. We've exhausted all the English <laughs> words.
2: <laughs> uh, the word is Znoony.
1: <gasps> Znoony? Oh my god! How, how do you spell it?
2: Z n u with umlaut n i. Umlaut. And umlaut. You know the two dots above the u.
1: I never knew that was called a I think it is called That could umlaut. be word of the week. There's yes, another actually. one. Um, what does it mean? The Swiss
2: German word znunny is a short form of the German "zunen" "zunun", which literally means at nine. It refers to a meal or snack that is eaten at or around 9am. <laughs> a non-literal translation for znunny would mean mid-morning snack.
1: That's amazing.
2: And this has, this has come in from new Portsaloo crew member, Victoria. Hi, Hi. Victoria. Um, and she said it's her favourite Swiss-German, like, word. It's
1: amazing. So when you get to work
2: at nine, you just stop and have a little, like, biscuit and coffee.
1: Yeah. Though I do have my breakfast. I mean, nine Yeah, but you and I are mid-morning. freelancers. Yeah, sure, yes. Yeah, so most nine people, <laughs> most people would wake
2: up at seven. Nine have, o'clock's
1: first thing, I'd say. <laughs>
2: wake up at seven, have breakfast, then get to work.
1: Have a and little something, something at nine. And zuni. Zuni. Zuni.
2: now Zuni. That is
1: phenomenal. It's amazing. That's oh, really it's really good, the isn't it? Oh, yeah. It's oh, no, I didn't
2: even it. find it. <laughs> God.
1: We adore you for listening and we will see you next time. Bye.
0: Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.